السلام علیکم دیدار وعلیکم السلام مریم سو یس ویری گڈ ایوننگ ٹو آل امن دس از مریم فرام دا ہینڈی کرافٹس ایسوسیشن آف پاکستان اینڈ ٹوڈے وی ہیو ویری انٹرسٹنگ پرسنالٹی وتھ اس دس از ون آف دا ویری فرسٹ سیریز handicraft series that we've arranged for our guests or isme jo hai um um we're starting with the lady uh, who's a huge um um contributor to uh, women empowerment um unka ek bachaz hai by the name of doch uh, she's a social entrepreneur and she's got many centers in the whole of balochistan aur jo handicrafts ki industry hai in particular she is trying to promote artisans there and work with rural women um so very good evening to you didar good evening mariam uh kaisi aap is everything okay at your end in balochistan alhamdulillah allah pak karam hai bilkul theek theek aap kaisi hain khair se um uh, alhamdulillah i'm i'm good as well thank you for taking out the time because you're a super woman you're taking care of your house you're taking care of the rural women you're you're doing a, you're an entrepreneur aap na sirf ek center balki kafi centers so ibtida hum aapke you know we will start with doch please tell us a little about yourself your organization how you started and why you felt the need to start an organization like doch جیسے مریم میرا نام میں خیال میں پتہ چل گیا ہوگا مائی ویمرز کو دیدار مینگل میرا نام ہے اور بیسکلی میں بلوچستان سے بلانگ کرتی ہوں خوشدار ڈسٹرکٹ سے اور ایز اے سوشل ورکر کوئی بارہ سال کا ایکسپیرئنس ہے میرا جب سے کالج میں تھی تب سے سوشل ورک اسٹارٹ کیا تھا اور ایز اے سوشل ورکر میں فیمیلس کو ہیلپ کرتی تھی جن کے گھر میں کوئی کمانے والا نہیں ہوتا تھا یا کوئی ایسے ایشوز ہوتے تھے یا اسکول کالجز میں کوئی پرابلمز ہوتے تھے اس کے بعد میں نے کینسر پیشنٹس کو بلوچستان میں ہیلپ کرنا اسٹارٹ کیا اسپیشلی بچوں کو جن کو کینسر ہوتا تھا تو کافی والنٹیئرس تھے میرے ساتھ فنڈ ریزنگ ہم لوگ کرتے تھے اور کافی چیزوں میں ان کے لیے مدد ڈھونڈتے تھے اور اس حوالے سے ہوں بلوچستان سے تو کافی ٹریول بھی کرتی تھی بلوچستان کے کافی علاقوں میں اور میں خواب میں سب کو ہی پتہ ہے کہ بلوچستان میں کافی ایسے علاقے ہیں جہاں پانی بجلی اور باقی چیزیں تو چھوڑے رستے بھی نہیں ہیں کھانے کو بھی لوگوں کے پاس نہیں ہوتا تو اور ایک دوسری چیز جو دیکھی میں نے اپنے سوشل ورک لائف میں کہ کہیں نہ کہیں شاید ہم سوشل ورک کے نام پہ لوگوں کو ایک بہت بری عادت ڈال رہے تھے وہ تھی مانگنے کی جی اگر فلڈ آیا تو ہم موجود ہیں تو اسپیشلی ابھی ان دنوں جیسے کرونا آیا تھا تو ایسے سچویشن آتے ہیں تو ہم موجود ہیں ہم دربدر ہوں گے ہم گلیوں میں رولیں گے ہم جو بھی کریں گے ہم آپ کو لا کے دیں گے لیکن بعد میں نے دیکھا کہ لوگ بالکل مطلب ایسے جیسے بالکل کسی چیز سے بے خبر ہیں اور ان کو یہ عادت پڑ گئی ہے کہ جی ہر مشکل میں کوئی نہ کوئی تو آ ہی جائے گا کسی نہ کسی کو ہم نے فیمیلز بھی ہوتی تھیں جو اپنے بچوں کا علاج نہیں کرواتی تھی پیسے ملنے کے بعد کیونکہ اکثر یہ کوشچن ہوتا تھا جی اور نہیں تو کہ اگر ایک 
پہنچ جائیں گے کیونکہ حالات پرستان میں اتنے خراب ہیں ہماری ایٹی پرسینٹ فیمیلز ان ایجوکیٹڈ ہیں بلستان میں کافی علاقے ایسے ہیں جہاں پہ اب جائیں تو آپ کو لگتا ہے کہ سو سال پیچھے ہیں وہاں پہ کچھ بھی نہیں لیکن ان فیمیلس کے پاس ایک ٹیلنٹ میں نے دیکھا وہ تھے ان کے جو کلچر ڈریسز تھی ان کا ہینڈی کرافٹ تھا جو وہ ہاتھ کی دستکاری بناتے ہیں جسے ہم دوچ بولتے ہیں باقی ہر جگہ نام الگ الگ ہوتے ہیں تو پھر وہاں سے دوچ کا آئیڈیا ہم لوگوں نے اسٹارٹ کیا پھر ہم بلوچستان کا پہلا فیشن ہاؤس اسٹارٹ کر دیا کوئٹہ میں ہی اور اس کے بعد تھوڑے ایشوز یہ آ گئے ایز اینٹرپرینور ہم لوگ کے پاس کمپنی تو ہم نے اسٹارٹ کر لی لیکن سب سے بڑا مسئلہ ہمارے ورکرس کا ہوتا تھا کیونکہ ورکرس کم تھے اور مارکیٹ کی ڈیمانڈ زیادہ تھی تو اس کے بعد آہستہ آہستہ ہم لوگوں نے کوئٹہ سے موو کرنا اسٹارٹ کیا اور پھر فیمیلس کے لیے بزنس سینٹرز بنائے الحمد للہ اس ٹائم تقریباً ہمارے کوئی دس بزنس سینٹرز چل رہے ہیں بلوچستان کے مختلف ڈسٹرکس میں اور تقریباً ساڑھے تین سو سے زیادہ فیمیلز ہمارے ساتھ اس پلیٹ فارم پہ کام کر رہی ہیں اور الحمدللہ آپ اپنی روزی روٹی کما رہی ہیں اور اپنے گھروں میں ہی بیٹھ کے کیونکہ یہاں پہ ہمارے پاس تھوڑے سے کلچر بیریئرز ہیں کچھ فیمیلز باہر نکل نہیں سکتی تو ان کے لیے پھر ہم نے ان کے گھروں میں ہی ان کا بزنس سینٹر بنایا ہے ان کو کام دیتے ہیں وہ وہاں سے کام کرتی ہیں اور ہم لوگ ان کو پھر یہاں پہ آفس میں مجھے یہ بھی بتائیں کہ کچھ حد تک آسان اس لیے ہوئی بیکاز یو ہیڈ دا بیکنگ آف یور فیملی بیکاز ظاہری بات ہے یو ٹریول ہیوج پارٹ آف یور یور بزنس از ٹو ٹریول اور میرا کے پی سے تعلق ہے کے پی بلوچستان مور اور لیس پسماندہ پروونسز ہیں اینڈ ایز اے سوسائٹی دیر از اے پرابلم ود اے وومن لیونگ دا ہاؤس پھر انفراسٹرکچر نہیں ہے فار دیم ٹو ہیو اے پراپر ٹرانسپورٹ فیسلٹیز you know to have so many other of her emotional uh, she's made to feel guilty uh, especially those with families um, or cbos may if she's single then that is even a problem so tell us a little about because this is also an empowerment series that how easy was it uh, for you because you had your family's backing or saath saath aur kya masail aapko pesh aaye and how you over, uh, overcame them because جو آنٹرپرنورز ہیں جو سوشل آنٹرپرنورز ہیں اس کی طرف بھی میں آؤں گی آف یور ویژن آف دا امپورٹنس آف سوشل آنٹرپرنورشپ بٹ دوز ویمن ہو وانٹ ٹو ورک اسپیشلی رورل ہیں یا ماشاء اللہ کوئٹہ سے پڑھی لکھی بھی ہیں آل واکس آف لائف ہو لک اپ ٹو یو اینڈ ہو وانٹ ٹو اچیو سم تھنگ واٹ ووڈ یو لائک ٹو سی بہت مشکل ہوتی ہے اگر آپ اسٹارٹ لیتے ہو آپ کے پرابلمس بہت زیادہ ہوتا ہے اور اسپیشلی جب آپ ایک ایسے کلچر سے بلانگ کرتے ہو جہاں پہ فیمیلس کا موو کرنا 
अच्छा नहीं माना जाता उसको ठीक नहीं माना जाता और फिर आप एक मदर हो अलहमदुल्ला मेरी तीन बच्चे हैं तो ये है कि मुश्किलें काफी देखी लेकिन ये था कि जब आप स्पेशली अगर बिजनेस की बात मैं करूं आप एक दफा बिजनेस के बारे में या फिर सोशल इंटरप्राइज के बारे में देखिए अल्लाह ताला ने हमारे हमारे मजहब ने हमें सिखाया है हमारे दिलों में अल्लाह ताला ने वो जज्बा रखा हुआ है कि जहां आप किसी दूसरे की जरूरत पूरी कर रहे होते हो तो फिर वो जज्बा आपको रुकने नहीं देता वो आपको खामोश होने नहीं देता सेम चीज मेरे साथ में मैं मुझे वो जज्बा या वो चाहत छो बलुस्तान के इलाके बहुत पसमानदा है बहुत दूर है इवन ऐसे होता है की हम कभी कभी अठारह अठारह घंटे ट्रेवल करते हैं तब जाके हम अपने वर्कर्स को अपने लोगों को पहुँच सकते हैं मिल सकते हैं लेकिन उसके बावजूद ये था कि अगर आप लोगों को समझना शुरू कर दें और आप लोगों को ये इतमाद दिला दें कि जी आपके साथ कुछ नहीं चीजें बहुत अच्छे से संभाल लेंगे तो फिर जाके ट्रस्ट बिल्ड होता है आप मेरे साथ भी सेम चीजें हुई बिजनेस था फिर फैमिली मेरी लेकिन सबसे बड़ी बात जब आपकी फैमिली की सपोर्ट आपके साथ होती है तो फिर आप बिकॉज़ बहुत दुखता है ये ये देख के और सुन के कितनी खातन हैं और उनमें इतना पैशन है बट उनके ख्वाबों को और इमोशनल बैगेज वो अपने साथ और घर में होती हैं तो फिर उनको ये कहा जाता है कि यू नो वंस यू गेट मैरिड देन देन वन शी गेट्स मैरिड वहाँ पे फिर इन लॉज के साथ और इतनी खातन इतना दे सो टैलेंटेड और आप रेशो देखें खातन का इट्स फिफ्टी यू नो तो ऐसे तो हो नहीं सकता कि गाड़ी के दो पहिए पंक्चर्ड हो यूज ही ना हो और नॉट अलाउड टू वर्क एंड सो मेनी ऑफ देर ड्रीम्स आर क्रश्ड एंड दे वॉन्ट टू वर्क यू नो बट सो मेनी ऑफ देम डोंट कम फॉरवर्ड एंड इकोनॉमी को भी कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट और अपनी कम्यूनिटी को जो है तो आई एम श्योर दैट लुकिंग एट यू सो मेनी अदर दीदार्स मस्ट बी वॉन्टिंग दे मस्ट बी वेटिंग बट अनफॉर्चुनेटली इतने ऑब्स्टिकल्स और हर्डल्स होते हैं कि दे आर नॉट एबल टू फ्लरिश जी मरियम ये चीज़ें तो है एक तो हमारे माशरे में भी जो हमारे मजहब ने गुजर किया है वो नहीं मिलता पहली बात तो फिर हमारे माशरे को बनाया इस तरह से किया है कि वहाँ पे अगर आप फीमेल को बाहर देखेंगे तो कोई ना कोई गलत जरूर कुछ कहेंगे ये चीजें बहुत तोड़ती हैं औरत की साख को क्योंकि जब एक बीवी होती है एक माँ होती है बहन होती है तो उसकी रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी बहुत ज्यादा हो जाती है सबसे पहले अपने घर के लिए तो ये चीजें बलुस्तान क्योंकि मैं हूँ बलोचिस्तान से तो मैं ज्यादातर आपके साथ बलुचस्तान की ही प्रॉब्लम डिस्कस करूंगी बलोचिस्तान को हम पसमानदा कहते हैं बलोचिस्तान को हम ये कहते हैं कि जी हमारा कल्चर बहुत स्ट्रिक्ट है हमारा कल्चर बहुत सख्त है या वट एवर लेकिन अगर आप बलुचिस्तान में देखें मतलब बलुचिस्तान में अगर आप ट्रैवल करेंगे आप उनके इलाकों में जाएंगे आप लोगों से मिलेंगे तो आपको पता चलेगा कि बलुचस्तान की फीमेल घर तक महदूद नहीं है जी 
हाँ ठीक है वो सोशल मीडिया पे नहीं है या वो अनएजुकेटेड है या उसने शहर नहीं देखा या वो शहर के माहौल से ना वाकिफ है लेकिन वो घर तक महदूद नहीं है आप बलुस्तान के फीमेल को खेतों में काम करते हुए देखोगे वो चरवाहे की तरह अपनी बकरियां भी संभाल रही होती है मैंने देखे हैं क्योंकि मैं इन इलाकों में ट्रैवल करती हूँ देखिये ना वो भी एक इंटरप्रिनोर है अगर वो उस खेती बाड़ी कर रही है वो अनाज उगा रही है तो देखिये वहां पे भी वो कुछ कर रही है हमें जो लोग थे हम लोगों को उनको सही रास्ता दिखाना कि आपने इस तरफ आना है हम मुझे चाहते हुए कि मैं पहले जाके किसी को बोलूँ अपने बिजनेस वो एक बात है जो बलुस्तान में कभी किसी ने सुनी ही नहीं कि फीमेल भी बिजनेस करेगी फीमेल भी मतलब इस तरह के काम कर सकती है तो काफी फिर ये था कि मतलब जाना होता था मेरा हर कुछ दिन बाद कुछ दिन बाद फिर जाके से सब कुछ ठीक होगा और हम बहुत अच्छे से लेके चलेंगे हाँ ठीक है उनके अपने कल्चर रूल्स हैं उनको मैं खुद अगर उनको उस कल्चर के हदूद में रह के काम कर रही हूँ तो मैं कभी किसी के फीमेल को ये नहीं कह सकती आप उसको तोड़ू बिल्कुल वो किसी ने बहुत अच्छा कहा है विमेन एम्पावरमेंट के काफी मतलब यू नो आर्टिकल्स एंड फोरम्स पे सो देयर वाज अ वेरी ब्यूटीफुल फाइंडिंग बाय सम डिपार्टमेंट ऑफ स्टैटिस्टिक्स दैट हम तो सिर्फ पेड वर्कर्स फीमेल वर्कर्स की बात करते हैं लेकिन इफ वी इफ वी यू नो उन खातन को हम जो घर में भी और जिस तरह से आप कह रहे हैं कि रूरल जो यू नो पानी के लिए इतना ट्रैवल कर रही हैं यू नो इन माउंटेनियस रीजन्स खेती बाड़ी तो अगर सबके उनको भी शामिल किया जाए तो आई थिंक नाइन्टी नाइन हंड्रेड परसेंट फिर वे मन का रेशो हो जाएगा बिकॉज दे ऑल वर्क वेर एवर दे आर बट दे नेवर पेड फॉर इट यू नो देवर अप्रीशिएटेड फॉर इट बिकॉज टेकिंग केयर ऑफ द हाउस इज अ फुल टाइम जॉब एज वेल बिल्कुल तो ये है कि आप हम फीमेल असल में थक बहुत जल्दी जाते हैं और डर बहुत जल्दी जाते हैं ये तो चीजें अगर हम ना करें तो शायद हम बहुत अच्छे से काम कर सकेंगे अभी अलहमदुल्ला काफी एरियाज में हमारे सेंटर है हमारे तकरीबन थर्टी टू सेंटर्स चल रहे हैं इस टाइम पूरे बलुस्तान में और तकरीबन तीन सौ से हमारे स्टूडेंट्स है और तीन से दीदार आपकी आवाज जरा स्लो हो गई है इफ यू कैन इट्स स्टिल लो इफ यू कैन थोड़ा हमने हिस्ट्री के बारे में और प्रॉब्लम बट वी ऑल्सो मस्ट बी पॉजिटिव बिकॉज आई एम श्योर एज एन आंट्रप्रनोर आप कहेंगी कि पॉजिटिविटी इज़ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट और आपकी जिंदगी में भी जो आपने अचीव किया है वन हैज़ टू लुक होपलेसनेस भी है नेगेटिविटी भी है बट उसके साथ साथ पॉजिटिविटी प्लेज अज रोल टेल एस अ लिटल अबाउट द इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ सस्टेनेबल फैशन मुझे पता है जब आप बिजनेस रजिस्टर करते हैं उसमें चैरिटी या एज ए बिजनेस सस्टेनेबल फैशन की डेफिनेशन ही नहीं है बट इट होल्ड सो मच इम्पोर्टेंस क्योंकि वो क्राफ्टमैन जो हैं वो अपनी स्टोरीज बता रहे हैं कल्चर के बारे में 
और वो पास ऑन कर रहे हैं जनरेशन को दे नॉट ओनली प्रिजर्विंग द कल्चर बट पासिंग ऑन पर्टिकुलर आर्ट विच रिप्रेजेंट दैट रीजन सो सस्टेनेबल फैशन का तो मतलब हंड्रेड परसेंट प्रॉफिट बंदा ना बनाए खैर एटी परसेंट बट गिव समथिंग बैक टू योर कम्यूनिटी सो दिस इज वॉट सस्टेनेबल फैशन इज ऑल अबाउट माशा अलहमदिल्लाफेक्ट रोल मॉडल ऑफ सस्टेनेबल फैशन क्योंकि वेन वी टॉक ऑफ हैंडी क्राफ्ट वे टॉकिंग अबाउट चैरिटी एंड वे टॉकिंग अबाउट के बस के कुछ डिजाइन हैं और यू नो सो ऑबियसली आपसे मैं ये भी पूछूंगी कि वॉट इज द वे फॉरवर्ड इम्प्रूविंग द डिजाइन मेकिंग दैम मोर मार्केट फ्रेंडली एंड टेकिंग दिस एज अ प्रॉपर इंडस्ट्री जैसे अब इंडिया में देखते हैं कि थाउजेंड यू एस टी यू नो इज देर फिगर फॉर हैंडी क्राफ्ट एंड आज इज टू फिफ्टी फाइव थ्री थाउजेंड इज देयर एंड आज इज ओनली टू फिफ्टी और सिमिलर प्रोडक्ट्स हैं तो फिर क्या वजह है कि यू नो आर रेशो इज सोलो आर डिजाइन क्वालिटी कंट्रोल या गवर्नमेंट इज नॉट रियली मतलब इस पर इतने तोज्जो दे रही है जितना देना चाहिए So tell us a little about that. देखिए ना मरियम आप सबसे बड़ा जो इशू मुझे नजर आ रहा है हमारी हैंडीक्राफ्ट में वो ये है कि हम जहाँ पे रियल लोग हैं वहाँ पहुंच ही नहीं रहे ठीक है ना हम तो जो हमें मार्केट में अवेलेबल है अगर हम जैसे लोग हैं जो हैंडीक्राफ्ट पे काम कर रहे हैं जो मार्केट में अवेलेबल है उसको उठाया और उस पर कुछ अपना परसेंटेज लगाया और उसको अपनी सेल कर दिया आप रियल वर्कर तक पहुंच ही नहीं पा रहे हो ठीक है ना और वहां से चीज आते आते आपको बड़ी एक्सपेंसिव मिलती है जिसको आप सेल नहीं करते एक ये चीज और दूसरी सबसे बड़ी चीज जो है जो मुझे पाकिस्तान में नजर आ रही है वो फैब्रिक है डिजाइन है अभी अब अगर मैं अपना बलूची ड्रेस जो है मैं पहनती हूँ वो कोई जाता है कोई थर्टी थाउजेंड का फोर्टी थाउजेंड का उस पर जेब लगा होता है वो सारे मेरे कल्चर के हिसाब से तो हम हम जब फंसे थे तो हमें सबसे हम हम ये चाह रहे थे कि जी हमारा हमें ये पता चले कि जी प्रॉब्लम क्या है क्यों कस्टमर चीज पे सेटिस्फाई नहीं है क्यों जिस तरह से दिखनी चाहिए वो नहीं हालांकि हैंडीक्राफ्ट की आपको पता है डिमांड बहुत ज्यादा है बहुत ज्यादा है जी कि पाकिस्तान में बल्कि बाहर के मुल्कों में भी यहाँ के हैंडीक्राफ्ट की बहुत बड़ी डिमांड है तो उसके बाद आप देखें जब मैं फॉर सॉरी टू कट यू फॉर एग्जांपल व्हेन आई शॉप यू नो इन इस्लामाबाद जहाँ पे बहुत महाराजा हैंडीक्राफ्ट्स और वो काफ़ी ब्लॉक है विच इज़ द हैंडीक्राफ्ट्स ब्लॉक वहाँ पे मुझे मतलब डाइवर्स uh, प्रोडक्ट्स नहीं दिखाई दे रही जैसे फॉर एग्जांपल आईपैड होल्डर्स यू नो होल्डर्स एंड बैग्स प्रैक्टिकल पीपल सो यू नो वी नीड टू डाइवर्सिफाई look for practical designs and designs that will uh, go with the modern look kyunki iski bahut badi demand hai abroad you know they they love handicrafts and they love handmade jo hame qadar nahi hai unko bahut hai to sorry continue your conversation hello ji 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 continue your conversation aapki awaaz bilkul kat rahi hai main mai no share net ka koi issue can you hear me now आपकी आवाज बहुत कट रही है जी कैन यू हेयर मी नाउ अभी 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 ठीक ठीक है है आपको प्लीज अपना क्वेश्चन रिपीट कीजिएगा क्योंकि मैंने सुना नहीं हाँ जी 
अच्छा मैं ये कह रही थी कि प्रोडक्ट्स जो हैं फॉर एग्जांपल व्हेन आई गो क्योंकि मेरी भी जर्नी इन द हैंडीक्राफ्ट्स इंडस्ट्री आई हैव गॉट माय ओन ब्रांड बाय द नेम ऑफ ग्लोबल नोमैड एंड एवरीथिंग इज सोर्स्ड एंड मेड इन केपी जिस तरह की आपकी ट्रेडिशनल चीजें इन बलूचिस्तान सिमिलरली हमारी जो एम्ब्रॉयडरीज जो कपड़ा है जो हैंड वोवन कपड़ा है जो डिफरेंट टाइप्स की चीजें फॉर व्हिच केपी इज फेमस so uh, i used to take souvenirs for my friends and all and um, most of the shops jo main jaati thi to main usme diverse products for example ipad holders computer bags bahut zyada miss ho rahi hai awaaz aapki i don't know okay issue hai kya acha aap didar you can speak i will stop speaking because uh, i can hear you clearly की आवाज बिल्कुल नहीं आ रही ओके जी लेट मी ट्राई कॉलिंग यू अगेन लेट मी ट्राई कॉलिंग जी दीदार थैंक यू फॉर बीइंग पेशेंट आई रियली अपोलॉजाइज लेकिन ये भी आई थिंक लेसन है हमारे लिए कि प्रॉब्लम्स आती रहेंगी लेकिन यू नो लगे रहो मुन्ना भाई जिस तरह से कहते हैं कि कैन यू हेयर मी जी बिल्कुल अभी आपकी आवाज बिल्कुल क्लियर आ रही दीदार सो वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ सोशल एंटरप्रेन्योरशिप कि पाकिस्तान की लीगल जो एंटिटी है उसमें इसका सच जब आप रजिस्ट्रेशन के लिए भी जाते हो there is no such thing as being a social entrepreneur you know either you work in the charity sector or the ngo or a normal business and a social entrepreneur ek major hai dono ke darmiyan ki aap businessman ho sakte ho lekin you can have a conscience aap 100% profit ke bajaye you take less and you give back to the community so and mashallah your uh, business is a perfect role model for that so when you think of the handicrafts industry especially in pakistan we say oh you know bas ye rural women they are making a few products and you know um bas wahan tak hi mehdood and you know in villages or in cultural shops or souvenirs but isse jo hai we need to diversify aapne jaise kaha ki bahut potential hai china india you know india has 3000 usd their figures and uh, exports for uh, uh, handicrafts and ours is only 250 now where are the problems and how can we move forward asal mein maryam yahan pe ek to aapka pura ek pure industry hai hi nahi na aap usko nahi batal sakte fir aapke yahan pe chambers ho gaye aapke jitne bhi idare ho gaye aapke political log ho gaye wo is cheez ko accept karne ke liye taiyar hi nahi ठीक है ना सबसे बड़ा मसला ये है कि एजुकेशन नहीं है और आपका मीडिया नहीं है आप उसको डिजिटल की तरफ लेके नहीं जा सकते हो बलुस्तान में हो या पाकिस्तान में हो आई थिंक सेम इशू बहुत से इलाकों में चल रहा है शहरों तक तो बात ठीक है उसके अलावा नहीं है तो जब तक हालांकि अगर इस पे सोचा जाए तो एक बहुत बड़ी इंडस्ट्री है बहुत से लोग आपको पता है यहाँ से इनकी किफालत हो सकती है यहाँ की फीमेल्स पाकिस्तान की मतलब मैंने जितना हम लोग इस सेक्टर में रहे हैं बिल्कुल हर एक इलाके की कोई ना कोई जरूर हिस्ट्री है उसके हैंडीक्राफ्ट के बारे में आपका मुल्तान हो गया आप लोगों के बावलपुर हो गया आपका सिंध हो गया आपके राजस्थान जो हमारे साथ लगता है सिंध के साथ वो मतलब हर एक जगह की अपनी एक खूबसूरत सी एम्ब्रॉयडरी होती है और बहुत मतलब अगर आप उस पर काम करें तो आपको हर जगह से 
बहुत यूनिक सी चीजें मिल सकती हैं लेकिन यहाँ पे ऐसा कुछ नहीं है आपके चैम्बर्स डेड पड़े हुए हैं आपके आपको ऐसा सपोर्ट ही नहीं है अगर किसी लेसन्स के लिए भी आप जा रहे हैं तो आपको हजारे हजार इशूज आपको वहाँ पे देखने पड़ते हैं कि जी ये चीज नहीं है चीज नहीं है तो फलाना नहीं है तो ये कर दें वो कर दें तो ये चीजें इंडस्ट्री को तबाह कर चुकी हैं तो मैं क्यों मतलब कि सपोर्ट कोई सपोर्ट नहीं किसी किस्म की सपोर्ट नहीं बलुस्तान में अगर देखे तो कोई एग्जीबिशन ही नहीं लगता जी कोई चीज नहीं है यहाँ पे तो बिल्कुल भी नहीं है सिर्फ आप जो हैं एक खातून ने हिम्मत करके और वो एक वेमन एम्पावरमेंट और अपने साथ इतनी खातन को जो हैं पुल आउट कर रही हैं उनके गरीबी की साइकिल से और उनको एम्पावर कर रही हैं तो वाई इज़ इट कि गवर्नमेंट को जो है बजट भी रिलीज होता है और गवर्नमेंट सेक्टर अपने ब्यूरोक्रेटिक और पोलिटिकल प्रोसेस में स्टक हो जाते हैं कि दे आर नॉट एबल टू डू एक बंदा प्राइवेट सेक्टर से जो कर रहा है सो व्हाई इज इट और ये हर एक डिपार्टमेंट की कहानी है पूरे पाकिस्तान सो आई थिंक दिस नीड्स टू बी यू नो हाइलाइटेड टू द स्टेक होल्डर्स हमें आप हाईलाइट उस टाइम करते हो कि आपको कोई सुनने वाला हो या आपकी बात को मानने वाला हो अगर मैं अपनी बात करूं तो मैं कहूंगी कि शायद मेरे साथ इतने वर्कर्स इसलिए हैं क्योंकि मैं प्राइवेट सेक्टर से हूं अगर मैं गवर्नमेंट सेक्टर से होती तो मैं सिर्फ पोटोसेशन तक ही रहती आगे ही नहीं जाते आप जब तक लोगों के पास जाओगे नहीं आपके उनके प्रॉब्लम समझोगे कैसे उसको सुनोगे कैसे आप तो यहाँ से बैठ के बात कर रहे हो आप उन उन लोगों की हालत ही नहीं पता कि वो लोग क्या किस तरह से सरवाइव लेकिन मेन चीज ये है कि जब तक आप लोगों की भूख को खत्म नहीं करोगे आप आगे उनको कुछ समझा ही नहीं सकते अब क्या उनको बोलोगे कि आप हासिल करो आप सेहत के बारे में सोचो आप हाथ तो हो आप लाना करो आप अपने बच्चे की किस तरह केयर करो वो तो अब तक भूख में फंसे हुए हैं कि दो वक्त की रोटी जहाँ नहीं होगी आगे तो सोचने के लिए कुछ रहेगा ही नहीं जैसे सोशल वर्कर काफी बच्चों को मैं देखती थी यूनिवर्सिटी में या इधर उधर को हमारे दुकानों पर स्पेशली उनके घर तक जाती थी तो उनकी माँ मुझसे अक्सर ये सवाल पूछती थी कि आप मैडम हमें सिर्फ ये बताएं कि आप इसको स्कूल में डाल देंगे आप इसके स्कूल का खर्चा भी उठा लेंगे लेकिन जो वो 200 सौ रुपए दिन के घर लाता है जिससे हम खाते हैं जी वो हमें कौन देगा अब आप जी जी वो वो अपनी जगह बिल्कुल ठीक थी लेकिन अलहमदुल्ला अब ऐसी फीमेल्स है जो काम करती है हम लोगों के साथ इज्जत पापर्दे से अपने घर पे और उनको उनके महीने के पैसे मिल रहे और वही माँ अपने बच्चे को खुशी खुशी स्कूल भेजती है उसको उसको जरूरत ही नहीं है कि वो अपने बच्चे से कोई और काम हो मतलब ये है कि इनके लिए अगर कोई कमेटी बिठाई जाए या कुछ अगर गवर्नमेंट की तरफ से कोई हेल्प हो इसके बारे में सोचे तो काफी प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व हो सकते हैं स्पेशली फीमेल्स के क्योंकि मेल तो अपने लिए कहीं ना कहीं से रास्ता निकाल लेते लेकिन फीमेल उनके पास कुछ भी नहीं सही दीदार मेरी आपसे मुलाकात तो नहीं लेकिन आपके जो प्रोडक्ट्स थे लिफ्ट पाकिस्तान में वहाँ से आई गॉट टू नो अबाउट यू और फिर आपका माशाल्लाह से हैंडीक्राफ्ट इंडस्ट्री में और वेमन आंट्रप्रनोर्स में कारंदास की जो सीरीज थी ऑन वेमन उसमें जो है वी गॉट टू नो अलॉट अबाउट यू एंड यू आर हाईलाइटेड 
uh, and mashallah you won a lot of awards at federation pakistan chamber of commerce mein bhi unhone parliament ki standing committee ke chairperson hain so uh, tell us a little about uh, because you know thoda bahut constructive ya jo thoda bahut hai usme matlab market mein bhi government is trying uh, for women loans and grants you are the the winner of karandas grant aur is tarah se us mein aur kamyab jawan to is bare mein खातन जो है उनके एन टी एन तक नहीं है उनके वेबसाइट नहीं है होम बेस्ड सूट प्रोग्राम्स तो आ जाते हैं एक चेंज आ गई काफी कुछ सीखने के बाद जो उनका ग्रांट हमारे पास आया था तो काफी हमारे प्रॉब्लम्स अगर इस तरह के प्रोग्राम्स आते हैं स्पेशली फीमेल्स के लिए तो ये बहुत बड़ा है एक चेंज है पूरा का पूरा आप उसको चेंज कर सकते हो क्योंकि उन नौ दिन की ट्रेनिंग में जितना कुछ हमने सीखा हालांकि हमारे पास होम बेस्ड वर्कर्स भी थी कोई चौदह फीमेल्स थी हम लोग तो वो जिस तरह से आगे आई हैं जिस तरह से उनके बिजनेसेस चलने लगे हैं ये एक मतलब एक अच्छा खासा चेंज है अगर इस तरह के ग्रांट्स आ जाते हैं इस तरह के प्रोग्राम्स आ जाते हैं इस तरह की चीजें आ जाती लेकिन एक रिक्वेस्ट करूंगी हर जगह कि इनको सिर्फ शहरों तक महदूद ना रखें क्योंकि काफी फीमेल्स ऐसे हैं जिनकी अप्रोच शहरों तक नहीं होती वो नहीं आ सकते ना वो पैटा आ सकते हैं ना वो इस्लामाबाद आ सकते हैं उनको पता ही नहीं चलता उनको पता भी नहीं होता कि जिस तरह के ग्रांट्स हैं इस तरह के लोन्स मिल रहे हैं इस तरह के और इस तरह के प्रोग्राम के साथ उनके लिए कुछ ट्रेनिंग रखी जाए स्पेशली लोकल लैंग्वेजेस में हमेशा मैं ये कहती हूँ कि हम उनको समझने का मौका ही नहीं देते या तो फिर वो लोग डर जाते हैं कि यार हम क्या इस प्लेटफॉर्म पे चल पाएंगे क्या हम लोग अब देखें आपका सबसे मेन इशू जो है कि आपकी फीमेल्स स्पेशली हमारे पास बलोचस्तान में तो सबसे बड़ा मसला ये है कि हमारे 80 परसेंट फीमेल अनएजुकेटेड है हम इंग्लिश लेके उनके पास जा रहे हैं हम बाकी चीजें लेके जा रहे हैं जो वो समझ नहीं सकते कम से कम कुछ प्रोग्राम ऐसे होने चाहिए जो उनकी समझ के हो बिल्कुल यहाँ पे बहुत सी फीमेल्स ऐसी हैं जो उर्दू नहीं बोल सकती बिल्कुल तो उनको मैं मैं किस तरह से उनको समझाऊ किस तरह से बताऊँ कि जी आप इस तरह से लोग तो मतलब ये होता है कि हमारे अक्सर प्रोग्राम्स डिजाइन ऐसे होते हैं जो शहर के हद तक महदूद होते वो फिर उन इलाकों तक नहीं पहुँचते कहाँ से फीमेल ज्यादा फायदा कर सकते हैं मैं कॉटेज इंडस्ट्री या स्मॉल स्केल क्योंकि खुद भी मैं अभी रिसेंटली आई वॉज फिलिंग आउट काफ़ी फॉर्म्स और उसमें मैंने स्मेडा से और इन सब को पर्सनली लिखा आपकी बात की तरफ भी आ रही हूँ एक जनरल जो आपने भी फील किया होगा कि द अमाउंट ऑफ पेपर वर्क वो जो मांग रहे होते हैं तो उनको कैटेगराइज करना चाहिए जैसे आप कह रही हैं कि रूरल वेमन हो जिनके पास एन भी नहीं है सी भी नहीं है 
दे शुड मेक इट मोर इजी फॉर देम और हेल्प डेस्क फैसिलिटीज जो बड़े बड़े बड़ी तंजीमें हैं उनकी भी हेल्प डेस्क फैसिलिटीज नहीं है स्ट्रेंज सिटीज में भी वेन वी आर अप्लाइंग देर इज नो वन टू गो टू यू नो बिकॉज दुशारी आती है देर इज अ क्वेश्चन दैट यू डोंट नो so um i think that uh, this is a huge problem or uh, i don't know why ke uh, banks ho gaye ya matlab jitne bhi aur aise government organizations hain ab to khair koshish kar rahe hain smeda has unka ek online abhi ek aaya hai ke help desk and uh, online facilities aap unko call bhi kar sakte hain agar aapko agar dushwari ho rahi hai dusra ek question aapne khud bhi feel kiya hoga mashallah yours is a full fledged organization फाइनेंशियल लिटरेसी और कंप्यूटर स्किल्स के साथ आई थिंक वो बहुत इंपॉर्टेंट है बिकॉज इतनी खातन को हमें अक्सर अभी वर्ल्ड बैंक की ट्रेनिंग हुई थी तो उन्होंने कहा कि हम आपके अवार्ड्स के साथ और ठीक है आप पैशनेट भी हैं बट बिजनेस इज अबाउट नंबर्स तो फाइनेंशियल लिटरेसी बिल्कुल ही नहीं है जीरो है खातन तो वहाँ पे दीज आर दिंग्स के गवर्नमेंट इतने फंड आ रहे हैं इतने प्रोग्राम्स बट they should focus on free computer literacy and financial literacy for them maryam darmiyan mein mere sath kafi issues aaye the kyunki mere jitne bhi females hain wo uneducated hain jo mere sath kaam kar rahi hain to finance mein hame bahut bada issue aa gaya tha ki yaar agar hum inko business ki baat kar rahe hain jo ka ka main cheez finance hai aap jab tak nahi samajh sakte pricing kya hai aap le rahe ho ya cheeze hi le rahe ho na जी तो हमने उनको लोकल लैंग्वेजेस में ट्रेनिंग स्टार्ट कर दी कि आपने अपने को किस तरह से अपने अपने फाइनेंस को किस तरह से मैनेज करना है आप पांच रुपए खर्च कर रहे हो तो आपने पांच रुपए को इस इस तरह से मतलब एक पूरा कोर्स उनके लिए डिजाइन किया कि आप वो मतलब लिखने पढ़ने की हद तक नहीं होंगे सिर्फ बोलने की हद तक वो बोलने से समझ जाए की जी ये चीज आपने इस तरह से रखनी है तो तकरीबन हम लोगों ने कोई छह डिस्ट्रिक्ट्स में ये ट्रेनिंग्स करना है और अलहमदिल्ला आप यकीन करें हर डिस्ट्रिक्ट में कोई छह से सात फीमेल्स में प्रॉफिट उनको आना शुरू हो गया उनके बिजनेस से क्योंकि वो सिर्फ हमें और कुछ नहीं कहा जी आप कुछ और नहीं कर सकते तो कभी उसका चार लकीरें लगा के ही अपना हिसाब किताब रुक लो अपना हिसाब किताब कर लो तो ये ये चीजें देखिए ये समझने वाली है क्योंकि हम हमने अपनी प्रॉब्लम्स के हल निकालने हैं किसी किसी तरीके से और उनको सॉल्व तो करना ही करना है डॉक्यूमेंटेशन है उसको उन्होंने इतना ज्यादा कर दिया है इतना ज्यादा कर दिया हालांकि देखिये आप अपने आप को उस मुल्क से कम्पेयर नहीं कर सकते जो पहले से ही बहुत आगे है अपने अपने मुल्क के प्रॉब्लम्स देखने हैं कि आपके प्रॉब्लम्स कितने हैं बिल्कुल आपकी फीमेल अनएजुकेटेड है वो ट्रैवल नहीं कर सकती वो आ नहीं सकती वो एंटीएन बना नहीं सकती वो कोयटा नहीं आ सकती तो वो अपना एंटीएन किस तरह बनाएगी तो कुछ फैसिलिटीज फीमेल ऐसे दे दें कि वो डिस्ट्रिक्ट लेवल पे ताकि वो वहाँ पे ट्रैवल कर सके पहले ये बात और ये बात अभी आपने जैसे सोमेडा की बात की कुछ लास्ट ईयर उनके कुछ प्रोजेक्ट आई हुई थी जिन्होंने अप्लाई किया अब यकीन करें इतनी लंबी चूड़ी उनकी डॉक्यूमेंटेशन थी घर करके मैं थक गई फिर उसके बाद आगे से मुझसे पूछा जा रहा है कि आप एविडेंस दे कहीं से कि बिजनेस आपका मैं क्या मैं क्या आप क्या चाहते हूँ मेरा रजिस्ट्रेशन है मेरा एंशियन नंबर है मैं एक कंपनी की ओनर हूँ मेरा अच्छा खासा एक ऑर्गेनाइजेशन है जो चार जगह से रजिस्टर्ड है मैं कहाँ से आपके लिए और क्या चाहती 
नहीं जी आपका तो चैम्बर का नहीं है तो आप नहीं हो सकते आपने खुद ही शुरू में बात की कुछ ऐसे लोग हैं कि एन जी ओ सेक्टर को बदनाम और ग्रांट्स और फंड में उनका पेपर वर्क तो ठीक होता है बट वो ऑथेंटिक नहीं होते तो obviously organizations also have to do their paperwork और बिल्कुल वो करें अपना लेकिन रूरल वेमेन के लिए स्टार्टअप्स के लिए कॉटेज इंडस्ट्री स्मॉल स्केल उनके लिए खुदारा एक एक सेपरेट पैकेज होना चाहिए टू मेक इट ईजी फॉर दैम टू मूव ऑन दीज आर वी कम टू अ क्लोज थैंक यू सो मच फॉर गिविंग अस टाइम कुछ आखिर में आप कुछ पॉइंट्स टू आर लिसनर्स to a potential women uh, entrepreneurs uh, and a bit about women empowerment uh, uh thank you women thank you so much bas itna kehna chahungi ki problems ko hal kiya hoti hai problems ko leke apna jo apna banaya hua hai usko na chhodo please us pe kaam kare kyunki jitni training humne li hai to business ke hawale se hame ye kaha gaya hai ki failure 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 उसके बाद जाके सक्सेस आता है दोज को हम लोग देखते हैं कि जी बहुत सक्सेस स्टोरी है बहुत अच्छा है लेकिन जितना फेस किया गया है जितना हम लोगों ने चीजें देखी हैं, जितना स्ट्रगल किया है वो बहुत लंबा है जी। एक सबक आपकी प्रॉब्लम से भागना नहीं है उनको फेस करना है स्पेशली हमारी बच्चियों को जो अभी ये सोच रहे हैं कि उन्होंने इस तरफ आना है इसके लिए और हमेशा हमेशा एक बात कहती हूँ फीमेल्स के हवाले से चीजों को बैलेंस करना सीखिए ये नहीं है कि आप कर रहे हो आप इस अगर बिजनेस कर रहे हो तो आप अपने घर को छोड़ जी ये बहुत गलत हो रहा है या आप आप जो भी कर रहे हो आप जॉब कर रहे हो आप जो भी कर रहे हो आपका घर भी उतना टाइम मांगता है बाकी आपकी जो प्रोफेशनल लाइफ है जितना मांगता है आपका घर भी उतना ही टाइम आप जब इनको बैलेंस करना सीख लोगे तो मेरे ख्याल में फिर कोई फीमेल ये नहीं कहेगी कि मैं कामयाब नहीं थैंक यू सो मच फॉर द लवली मैसेज राइट एट द एंड लिसनर्स वीव कम क्लोज टू अ वेरी फर्स्ट इंटरव्यू विद मिसिज दीदार मैंगल फॉर द वीमन फॉर द होल ऑफ ऑल द वीमन इन पाकिस्तान बिकॉज Uh, उनकी स्टोरी से हमें ये सबक मिलता है कि एक्सक्यूजेस बनाना और ये कहना कि नहीं आई एम सिटिंग इन इन बलोचिस्तान और के पी सो वसाइल और मुसीबतों के बावजूद जो है और इन्होंने जैसे कहा कि शी नेवर गेव अप शी फेल्ड सो मेनी टाइम्स बट शी स्टिल गॉट अप एंड हाउ शी फाउंड बैलेंस शी कैप्ट बैलेंस एंड रूरल खातन को और ये जो पूरा प्रोसेस है ऑफ सेल्फ सफिशेंसी उसको जो है उन्होंने प्रमोट किया कि हम मांगते जा रहे हैं और हम इस तरह से जो है अपनी खातन को जो है वी शुड बी मेकिंग दैम सेल्फ सफिशेंट सो थैंक यू वंस अगेन दीदार मैंगल वी विश यू द बेस्ट ऑफ लक
गुड इवनिंग एवरी वन दिस इज मरियम इकबाल एंड वी हैव वेरी इम्पोर्टेंट इंटरव्यू लाइन अप फॉर आर सीरीज ऑफ क्राफ्ट स्टोरीज एंड दिस इज पार्ट ऑफ द वेरी फर्स्ट एंड एपिसोड ऑफ माई पॉडकास्ट आई टेल यू लिटल अबाउट माई सेल्फ आई स्टार्ट इन माई करियर the bbc asian radio as a voice over artist something that i've always loved wanting to do i i bought visual effects and um, i i love listening to stories and you know listening to people in the background they've got a lot to tell um thank you so much zahid for taking out the time uh, you're welcome your- um we have a very interesting personality today on board um you know most of my podcast stories are about um business about startup about entrepreneurship and more to do with the creative industry i've got a portfolio worker today and i'm very much a portfolio worker it's a very western phenomena um portfolio worker is someone who's very creative who gets bored very easily and has had a vast career in different fields um and as a business person they have um achieved success in many projects going on to the next um so i don't know if that's a fair definition of uh, yourself zahid would you describe yourself as a portfolio worker yes uh, i think it uh, very much sums it up mm-hmm. and uh, once you get an experience in the management and the strategy Uh, mm-hmm. development obviously then you want to switch from one place to another and go on and create new things and i think with the uh, internet revolution with the uh, past decade where the world's become you know one village and people have got so many opportunities you know there's so many temptations and that mm-hmm. whole um you know um um trend or I, i won't use the word trend but in the japanese culture people join and they die uh, you know in the same organization um mm-hmm. as they they join as very young workers and then they leave you know that's their last job their first and last job so that was the right way of putting it and then with the western american culture it's um, you know you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to be attached with an organization for too long you know um you're just moving on for the better and you can have a career change um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or it's something you know that's you know just cropped up with the new age but um we'll start off um um talking a little about mr zahid ali shah he's an entrepreneur he's um, a very experienced uh, professional as far as developmental sectors concerned he's worked for defit one of the most reliable <coughs> charitable sectors um of the british government he's worked for a very interesting um the, the reason why i'm very excited today to talk to him is because he ticks all the boxes of being an entrepreneur and he's worked for the development in sector where you're having some conscience but at the same time you have that business thing in you as well so he's worked on this crafts project which he will talk about in detail uh, called ahan and then he's worked for sarhad rural support and you know he's worked for some uh, healthcare projects as well so I'll just hand over, um, um, you know, the uh, whatever to you, um, where you could describe as to 
um uh, you could tell the viewers a little about yourself and how you started your journey and you know all that i've just mentioned yeah thank you very much mariam uh as i as you mentioned in the brief uh, uh introduction about me also that i have now worked for over 20 years in uh, development sector and corporate sector uh, i started off my career with a ca firm where i was uh, manager audits and oh. uh, Uh, yeah and i spent 4 years there that's another feather in your hat so i forgot to say that he's a qualified doctor <laughs> no no you actually that was a start for me but slowly and gradually i started feeling that uh, in terms of uh, accountancy and all you just have to follow the rules uh, the laid out procedures and all and you can't create things that's why sure. i switched from the finance side to the management side and mm-hmm. uh, after doing ca i switched to uh, i i switched to management side and did an mba from im sciences sure and that's how i switched uh, totally to the program side mm-hmm. uh, where i worked with the local government project uh, of the government of kp uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, ma- mainly focused on health and hygiene and uh, clean uh, drinking water supply and uh, the capacity building of tmas or the local mm-hmm. government that we had then back in uh, 2003 and uh, that uh, from there on my journey in the on the management and the program side started and mm-hmm. uh, later on i had uh, opportunity of working for a microfinance project of srsp and uh, switched to a project of dfid which was mm-hmm. again on health and hygiene right Uh, I continued there for almost like 4 5 years. Mm-hmm. Uh that gave me an opportunity to work at the grassroots level too because uh, used to interact with the communities and uh, local government and also mm-hmm. uh, it was a learning experience and from right. there on I moved to Ahan which was mm-hmm. a government company <coughs> set up uh Uh, inspired from the idea of otop japan which was uh, mm-hmm. basically uh, a one village one product initiative wherein right. we focused on the rural entrepreneurs and uh, rural enterprise development so that right. we can create uh, employment opportunities and business opportunities in the rural areas so mm-hmm. as not to stop the migration of people from rural to urban areas but also mm-hmm. to create a rural economy and uh, there i spent almost 10 years as regional head of ahan kp uh, right. though we all over pakistan and mm-hmm. uh, we had linkages with uh, microfinance institutions uh, business forums industry designers mm-hmm. and all and uh, we held exhibitions for uh, our communities abroad so that mm-hmm. was uh, quite a bit and uh, though each and every step uh, that you take in development sector and the things the or in the initiatives you take for people are rewarding in terms of uh, the self satisfaction and in terms of achievement but uh ahan was a different experience in the way that we were able to create the returns or the financial benefits for the people and that were quite visible which usually in sector uh, but uh, it was there and then that we were able to help people and change their lives and uh, each whole model that we created it was uh, very satisfying and very 
rewarding because i was i was going to come to that point um this whole misconception about the developmental sector and especially in our countries where money comes from abroad mm-hmm. you know um, every project that comes comes with a good heart uh, the initiative is taken but um you know the the i won't say the credibility but um you know these projects are not consistent so it did last for a decade i'd like to tell i like to sort of hear a little more in detail as to how it mm. impacted uh, the communities the rural communities that you've just spoken about and um, do you feel that it should have uh, continued maybe uh, for more time and do you think that uh, it has had that lasting impact that maybe it should have had for a few more decades or did it just end till you guys packed uh, it up for a decade yeah yeah first coming to your first point about the general perception that we had about, about we have about the development sector uh, the people they usually suspect it as some kind of an agenda of western countries to uh, brainstorm our minds and all but the thing is that one is that uh, we are government at the government level we are always short on money so we mm-hmm. need external funds for development and all sure thanks to the donors who are there to help us out and help the communities uh, and build their capacities and do the uh, improve the service delivery uh, and uh, on the other side there are people who like uh, misuse such and don't take full advantage of it so uh, say that they are always uh, beneficial the way, the main thing is was fun mm-hmm. yeah over the years that to change policies and change mm-hmm. uh, plans and mm-hmm. goals in mind and we mm-hmm. don't follow those so if like we have a strategic goal of let's say education or health uh, which mm-hmm. we have developed for the next 50 years then the successive governments mm-hmm. feel they need and mm-hmm. all need to will uh, give it but if we keep on these and our uh, strategy mm-hmm. not all mm-hmm. uh, size or uh, goal objectives too so then we cannot achieve the results uh, what happened in case of uh, ahan the same there have mm-hmm. been uh, organizations in the last uh, 60 years 70 years of or so of pakistan's existence that have worked in the root mm-hmm. one network and this uh, that worked for uh, on 15 to 18 years and uh, similar was another organization working on uh, often uh, we kept on changing their objective as such that uh, first it was perceived that it was supposed to be a poverty alleviation initiative then when it does that in support for them. Mm-hmm. if you change stance that a organization that is supposed to earn and on its own then it has to be run as a corporate sure so, in term and not achieve the desired objectives like we yes. had uh, interacted or benefited with almost 33000 beneficiaries uh, we had developed 
beneficiaries, including 9,500 in KP. Right, that's, that's a great number. And uh, how it benefited the communities was that, in general, we see that there are many government institutions and private sector institutions that do the mm-hmm. trainings, and uh, but people approach them. So, mm-hmm. uh, like if you an institute in Peshawar, the people mm-hmm. from all over Kipi would come and do the course. This is to the incoming opportunities and all. ఇంపాక్ట్ uh we had uh, role models in uh, rural areas that started their enterprises uh employing 200 to 300 females and that was very interesting that's uh, great to know uh did a lot of impact and uh, yeah. uh there are like seven or eight chip in and uh, develop a strategy and then put their efforts in so that would uh, have a much greater impact right um so uh, basically yes i was just coming to that point that uh, it's so unfortunate that when it comes to preserving our culture um you know uh, specifically talking about handicrafts the initiative is always coming from uh, you know abroad uh, and why mm-hmm. is it that you know um, our governments in spite of the fact that the initiative that you worked on in you know collaboration uh, with the uh, local government they were not able to see that as a role model and continue that i mean if you look at the ratio of handicrafts at import exports for india for china much higher mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. or less for the same products but yes we know that the packaging is weak um mm-hmm. all those factors are there but why is the ratio so low i mean there there's all these things that you talked about you know um with the right training involving communities these crafts have stories to tell you know these skills should not die they pass on from generations and having worked in handicraft sector and owning my own brand it's really sad mm-hmm. to see um, even though the handicrafts and agriculture sectors now um, mm-hmm. you know part of the cpec initiative mm-hmm. uh, but not much is being done we don't have decent display centers um yeah. and we have no <coughs> program um most probably because i think that's an issue with like you just uh, mentioned with developing countries a uh, lack of infrastructure and planning and no consistency yeah that too is more apparent in our case you just mentioned uh, india and thailand and such countries you know we yeah. studied the yeah we studied the oto program of thailand which is very mm-hmm. successful yeah uh even government departments or sectors mm-hmm. industries uh, culture and heritage um, the community support system and uh, the microfinance in this one project so mm-hmm. like uh, the one the uh, the training or the otop uh, train the people 
mm-hmm. would provide a display or a sale point mm-hmm. department would bring in the tourist the mm-hmm. it department would support them with the online support so like it was mm-hmm. a uh, one agreed upon which all what mm-hmm. we here is going in different worked in that even at the provincial uh, the uh, social uh, department that is working in a separate way and we have mm-hmm. the industries department that is working working on its own mm-hmm. and uh, vocational training institutes that are working on and the ch- if we all um, like uh, work on the same lines yeah uh, take the parts uh, within the that value chain and chip in mm-hmm. then obviously So Zahid, um, you know, um, it's it's wonderful hearing, um, you know, your uh, uh, insight uh, on this issue of social entrepreneurship and working with rural communities. Uh, I do really appreciate that. Um, but we'll move forward to more about entrepreneurship and 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 you know, uh, business rate. So there's an interesting question to ask you. Um, what's the difference between an industrialist? businessman and an entrepreneur and there's so many other categories uh, you know now they have solo entrepreneur what what category would you put yourself in i think i'll put myself in the entrepreneur category the main reason is that uh, mm-hmm. um like uh, you can say that uh, the this uh, the current generation that we have and the current time we are mm-hmm. is focused on entrepreneurship where you mm-hmm. uh, if you need if you have a new idea you can start with the capital mm-hmm. and you can create something amazing mm-hmm. that uh, everybody is willing to then chip in and you can create something big yeah. so if uh, so it's the short uh, distinction between all a businessman and an entrepreneur and well more or less people know what an industrialist is so the main difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur well uh, i would categorize it in such a way that if you have uh, got uh, loads of capital and you are uh, working on a sector that already is in place and you know the uh, the benefits or the profits accruing of out of that and you just want to be another player in that sector then you are a businessman and uh, if you have got something totally new uh, totally creative that is coming like an out of the box thingy and uh, you are able to create something new that is uh not only hello hello mm hi mm hello Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, what we'll do is, Zahid, uh, there's apparently a problem with the um, with one of our networks. Um, so, we'll make this a little quick, so that we make sure that we ask you all the questions that are needed mm-hmm. for, especially young entrepreneurs and people wanting to uh, hear your inspirational story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you 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 just spoke about uh, difference between a businessman and entrepreneur. The reason why I asked you was this that. 
you see even within business there are categories and if someone feels they're a freelancer they can work well on their own it's also part of being an entrepreneur or you know yourself mm-hmm. they need that because you know maybe that's their style and you know some people are introverts some are extroverts do you understand where i'm coming from um some aren't like ourselves who get bored like you just said you start popular and that's working in finance and uh, you you know your your creativity can just help not moving on to different projects so you went on mm-hmm. to business there's no harm in being a portfolio whatever suits you because by the end of the day yeah. we, we different personalities mm-hmm. and there there is a bit of confusion um and there was mm-hmm. maybe years back uh for everyone saying oh the only category of business was to own a factory or being an industrialist or being a businessman mm-hmm. yeah. there's something called entrepreneurship and what, what what is your idea of the startup revolution that's taken place and um another question that's attached to this is that in our times you know gosh i feel old but in our times um you know things were a little limited um we knew you know we had a few options and we mm-hmm. we would work around it that in itself brings peace but with the information overload with so many choices it can be a recipe for disaster you know um how do you sort of manage all this all that information and all the temptations and all that's there there and the peer pressure from society and everywhere to you know especially the young people they 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 they're very uh, impatient you know they want to make quick yeah. money um mm-hmm. so listen but you know i hope that i've asked you a lot of questions but in a way they're all connected um yeah. as to what you think of the startup revolution and uh, all this information overload which was not there in our times yeah. um yeah so yeah startup revolution i think is amazing uh the way things are coming up the way the information is flowing i mean uh i would say te- even 10 years ago one mm-hmm. couldn't uh think of hearing stories of, about what's happening in us or what's happening mm-hmm. in europe what is being created and all but now mm-hmm. like uh there they create something and then within our few hours we come to know about what's happening and how mm-hmm. to maybe uh that here or customize it according to our own needs and apply the same here so mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's like uh, it's what you call the speed of light the things mm-hmm. that are really happening and mm-hmm. uh, uh, as far as the your question that how to cope with that i think that uh, the youngsters especially need to hear this they need to absorb everything from the outside mm-hmm. and learn everything from others but mm-hmm. actually go about the things that are their strength mm. uh, i see many people around nowadays organizations that if there's an in that uh, clicks thousands mm. of people start copying that and uh, yeah that's a problem and uh, then have to fail and that's very mm. discouraging and uh, it's sad to see a youngster getting discouraged after mm. creating something uh in which i would uh, not only blame the information flow or the individual uh, himself or herself but also we have i mean you can see that uh, in our country especially most of the uh, startups they are focused on uh, uh, their business startups not social enterprise startups 
and yeah. that is i think where we need to focus on because yeah. uh, the poverty divide that we the number of uh, people who don't have the opportunity we need to focus more on the social enterprise but then mm-hmm. we need to have a support system from the government from the private sector to support that and encourage them mm-hmm. because until unless mm-hmm. that is there uh, all the youngsters they just want to mm-hmm. earn quick bucks and they want to go for business startups and obviously everyone would do that because yeah. if you don't have a backup or a support system i agree with you as far as uh, i i agree with you as far as the the government support but then how do they do that and um you know it's very interesting and and, and you know better than me uh as men have more exposure mm-hmm. in pakistan and you know uh, they're more practical because they get exposed to a lot from an early age as compared yeah. to the women um don't you think every person in pakistan is an entrepreneur i mean if you see these hawkers if you see these people selling begging they have these ways of attracting yeah. customers and they know that the government can't give them anything so you know they if you just go to the bazaars it's so mm-hmm. interesting you know everyone's selling something but i think all that's needed is a bit of support yeah. from the government yeah. streamlined thing uh entrepreneurship runs in uh, you know Pakistanis blood it's just very that's what James Khan one of the you know very successful entrepreneurs in the UK pointed out that it's so amazing i tell people in the UK come to Pakistan and see you know every second person you know little kids are born entrepreneurs and yeah. it's so sad that very few of reach that level yes obviously and the, the, see this is uh, i think that's like the way we said that it's uh, on the rise the startup scene and all and it's encouraging but maybe 10 or 15 is down the line it can become a very discouraging source if there are mm. uh, 90% or more failures in that and uh, that is a worry that we all need to focus on and the only way to cope with that is that uh, while we all love to do individual things and uh, earn an individual name and uh, create an individual thing but uh, ultimately if we are able yeah. to build forums <laughs> can uh, mm-hmm. or platforms that can uh, mm-hmm. uh, that that can in, help uh, government to not only uh, have their focus on uh, the entrepreneurship thingy and the startup thingy but also to get support from them mm-hmm. uh, until we are able to create yeah. that i don't think so that we'll be able to uh-huh. uh, wake the government or the even the private sector uh to not only support yeah. us but to actively engage with the startups because uh, uh, that is not only for the benefit of the startups itself but also for the government and the private sector and the country as a whole too because uh, that's going to mm-hmm. uh, multiply or kickstart our economy overall uh, if we are able to support the small businesses and ideas and new uh-huh. startups yeah coming back to your question um, you know uh, wonderfully said by you that uh, we need to encourage sort of social entrepreneurship which is not there in terms of when you you look at the legality of registering your business it's either in the ngo sector or the charity and there's no such thing as social entrepreneurship where they need that support with lesser tax rates and things like that you know there are organizations like the sila there are organizations like garama khuwat <laughs> uh microfinance schemes you know they give little loans of 20000 rupees 30 mm-hmm. and um gentleman mr amjad who i had the privilege of meeting in bahawalpur in one mm-hmm. of the rural projects 
um not so popular with the small yeah. microfinance non interests that he's I, i don't know how he does it mm. actually but wonderful guy he's uh, his models now you know the the people in harvard university mm-hmm. are sort of presenting it as a role and mr imran khan was so impressed by him mm. that he called but why um but then again i suppose uh, mr imran khan also um, i won't have the details but i think with the kamyab jawan there was also a rural support program mm. if i'm not wrong so they're getting there mm. slowly but i think that's the answer uh, to sort of help them a little you know there's very little that they yeah. need to get going and get their uh, uh business and life uh, going ahead so but it's it's at such a snail yeah. space um what the reasons for that is obviously everything in pakistan is yes. lack of planning and all yes that and plus we are like uh, still focused on very traditional avenues of supporting like microfinance mm-hmm. is a very good support and uh, very uh, you can say the basic one that can help for the very yeah. poor and you know cannot, rural like, areas uh, and uh first benefit a whole lot of people because uh, we have already seen in case of the banks and the microfinance institutions that they don't have the outreach uh, especially in the rural areas mm-hmm. and uh, there is this uh, fear mm-hmm. factor of uh, approaching the microfinance and the finance institutions too uh, within the communities uh, because yeah. and all these things so we need very yeah. innovative solutions uh, and uh, focus on this mm-hmm. social enterprise thing that if we are able to uh, do such initiatives supported by the government then we can uh, create a real change and that is how it's supposed to be right um <clears throat> just a, a, a quick last few questions um our second last question would be that um you know um talking about yourself obviously um um how do you manage time um you have worked in so many different fields and you run your own consultancy mm-hmm. um you work a lot of other businesses and um, had success in in and you know you've, you've worked in mining and telecoms and all um and, and this other interesting question a one about time management and the other first time is of a sense um you know uh, i think an entrepreneur um Uh, is a modern day phenomenon i would say because uh, more of a western concept of having it all you know uh, i would call it greed but saying and especially for someone with with your psyche to say look i'm interested in so many things i'm inquisitive about so many projects mm-hmm. not just one um, that becomes a default as well as a positive thing because then you're not able to focus but then at the same time you're interested i i do suffer from that and we have discussed that you have pointed that out so many times So how do you sort of keep that balance and focus when you're when you you know you, you've got just a, such a creative mind and you're dealing with so many projects all at the same time obviously someone like you is more mm-hmm. established now so you'll have more support in terms of you know contacts and employees uh but you know I'm sure there are a whole lot of talented people who can't focus and who are interested in too many things all at the same time and they haven't reached that level they're not established yeah. enough you have that infrastructure or economic mm-hmm. resources uh to keep mm-hmm. that balance and to keep going and then you're like jack of all mm-hmm. master of none and you end up mm-hmm. doing nothing so yeah this is an interesting point no, like actually it's uh, then up to an individual how good he is at managing time how good he is at uh, creating a value within the allocated time 
do you sleep well or you do you just sleep for 3 hours or do you just you're working around the clock how does it work are you or you do really no obviously you have to work around the clock there are no fixed working hours but uh, obviously yeah. you have to have uh, time division for your uh, rest and uh, for excursion and for uh, networking and for uh, office things and all uh, but ultimately I, what i would suggest is obviously being a youngster uh, one should always have uh, i mean one can focus on a lot of sectors but one should work uh, mainly on two or three things which you can really establish and which give you a name and which give you a strength uh, to perform uh, in other mm-hmm. sectors too so same manner now do i am uh, working in various sectors but initially i was also focused on two or three sectors and once i was able to establish uh, those then i moved to others and uh, the main uh, the reason for that is that once you are able to like uh, strategize things and uh, lay down the things and you know how to uh, do the networking how to achieve success how to achieve uh, manage finances how to uh, utilize linkages how to utilize funds and all then you are able to manage more than two or three things at the same time but uh, obviously i mean you have to be a very good manager to manage that otherwise as you said uh, rightly mentioned that uh, you'll be jack of all trades and master of none that is going to be counterproductive for you Mm-hmm. Um just a last question of what's that I know there's no you know there are no hard and fast rules but that recipe for success your advice to young entrepreneurs um and especially women you know because it's so hard for us um especially in the environment of the province we're living in and, and the country we're living where um, uh you know their transport issues and their basic mm-hmm. issues and their cultural issues and um we we'll, we'll come to the women bit but i think if you you talk, like to talk a little about your advice for youngsters um as a successful male entrepreneur and what's that recipe yeah, but i think the first and foremost thing is uh, if you really think you're an entrepreneur then you should have it in your mind that you are about to create something new and uh, when you mm-hmm. when you're willing to do that and it's going to be a hard task uh tough journey i would say and ultimately you will achieve success but it will be a very tough journey so you have to be very strong but before that uh, the main thing is that you should be focused on creating what you had planned for you shouldn't focus on the return or the benefit side of it uh, because uh, mm-hmm. e- even if you have like a very bright idea uh you would have at least mm-hmm. a journey of one or two years that's the bare minimum that you will mm-hmm. be able to create something so in that tough phase you have to be very mentally strong and you have to be able you have to manage that and uh, so it's not for the faint hearted uh, huh? it's it's for people who love taking this uh, not at all if you, if you are faint hearted then you can take it as a hobby then you can have a social platform mm-hmm. where you can just uh, <laughs> have fun and uh, do a little bit of promotions and all that get a good feedback that's it but if you want to create something in terms of a business that's a success then you need to have a very strong uh, personality to face all these issues 
and uh, as i said that and actually uh, uh, that that that's that's where uh, the concept of mentorship which i heard a lot about when i was and when mm-hmm. i lived in the uk and um, i think that is so important and and organizations like national incubation center i mean mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough that your business gets incubated there i mean when i look back at my life as a young woman trying to make it you know and and just in your career and trying to prove yourself and you know so many things that go against you then as an immigrant mm-hmm. as a woman uh living a small town um you know um i wish i had a mentor i wish someone guided me you know not that young people listen but i think uh, mentorship whether it's in the form of your father yeah. your mother i know they're not really open to the idea of entrepreneurship they're open to the idea of following the same successful route of becoming a doctor an engineer you know, safe um professions that your friends are very happy to have that oh you know or a grade 18 19 20 office or you're a doctor or you work somewhere even though you're miserable there you know you're yeah. earning peanuts and you're working 100 times more okay. in a business yeah. uh, but people so you know that emotional support is also needed there because yeah. you're falling you're, you're it's it, you're dealing with yeah. a lot of failure which yes. is your strength yes. you know, get up so uh, the concept of mentorship um uh, i hope that uh, i mean the government has only one center by the name of dorshal and i hope yeah. that they have more but as, uh, as i know you that you mentioned that mentorship means not only the technical support but also also the psychological and uh that they are to provide you hold your hand and that you have a successful journey that's how mm-hmm. a mentorship should be and i think that so we we lack yeah. uh, we need to have and uh, which can and it doesn't cost nothing you know professions can take out time like yourself even a doctor engineer anyone from any other profession to say give a few yeah. hours voluntary work you know government yes. schemes um you know and that that would make a huge yeah. difference you know uh for someone to listen to you and and, and not judge you and support your emotion you you've won half of the game if your brain's ready and your emotion um i'll come to a very interesting question this this is the very last question and i know as a as a male as a pakistani male i know that um men become a little hesitant uh, also because they're scared because you know there's also this negativity against them for not understanding where women are coming from and their bodies but pakistan is one of the few nations which has um, more than half the population yeah. is that of women now it only takes mm-hmm. you to realize that if a car has two tires mm-hmm. punctured you know for how long can it yeah. dragging itself um i know it might be a cultural thing because i know that our religion has one of the biggest most practical modern examples in the The, the shape of uh, our holy prophet's mm-hmm. first wife who was a businesswoman who was a very mm-hmm. successful woman uh where have things gone wrong in the muslim world in pakistan out here where do you see the future what do you think of women entrepreneurs should they be even in business i mean just be very honest with me i don't know what your opinions are but uh, where where do you feel um you know because um we mix religion and culture and i know we have norms it doesn't mean that you know a woman has to take mm-hmm. care of the house as a as good um, well groomed children are the future of our society and and entrepreneurship really suits women because yeah. they can work yeah. from home you know e-commerce is yes. these days 
quite a few things gone wrong and uh, i think it's more cultural a lot of lot of you know uh, problems are created for women just to you know become independent lots of and it doesn't really just fall on rural men you know it's just i'm sorry to say i don't know if i'm if i'm judging uh, yeah i have to be very careful but it's just the psyche of the males in our country to think or oh, there's some kind of insecurity that the woman might become independent or she shouldn't be so independent or is it the peer pressure the culture where, where have things gone wrong? i would believe just uh, the way uh, the thing is uh, men and women uh, the women yeah. to grow as entrepreneurs in our society and uh, it's more of a as you mentioned the cultural thing not a religion that we worked for own and i've seen uh, women entrepreneurs and i feel elated to see them uh, growing and providing job opportunities to other and doing well and all uh, in most mm-hmm. of the cases uh, you would have also witnessed and things have changed and they're very positive stories so we we needn't be negative but you know overall um yes, overall Over, that's what i think overall that, that's yeah. the way that like uh, they have the potential to become entrepreneurs they are as good or mm-hmm. even better than men anything think yeah very good entrepreneurs i don't have any doubt about that and uh, the, mm-hmm. uh that they uh, need obviously see when you are uh, uh, something new is being created you support mm-hmm. and i would say that uh, the support from the society has to be there even like we have seen many successful women entrepreneurs and you will find the fans uh support that that will to tell them on me that you you have and uh, they do become successful mm-hmm. and all they have all potential so yeah. i think we all need to chip in in this uh, way the uh, women uh, based platforms they need to encourage the females and put out uh, i thing that can stop them okay. um thank you so much zaid alisha for taking out time from your busy schedule at this time of the hour. um so um ladies and gentlemen um this interview will be recorded and advertised in around 100 countries and you can hear us on on, on google and on anchor and on spotify um and i'd like to end the the interview uh you know uh, as our uh, guest said that uh, young entrepreneurs uh, have the opportunity um they should avail of those opportunities but they should be a little patient um they should be a little focused um the sky's the limit uh, hopefully uh, they will do well with with with, with managing their time well um and um as he said i know it's not easy uh, especially when you're young to know exactly as to where you're heading and what you want uh, but with the passage of time you'll know it's all right just take it easy take one step a step at a time um and uh, just take it as an experience um so uh, wish you all a very good night and thank you once thank again you. zahir uh, for giving us the time 
um wish you very best of luck thank you very much thank you माय podcast i'll tell you a little about myself i started my career with the bbc asian radio as a voice over artist something that i've always loved wanting to do i i bought visual effects and um, i i love listening to stories and you know listening to people in the background they've got a lot to tell you. um thank you so much zahid for taking out the time um uh, um we have a very interesting personality today on board um you know most of my podcast stories are about um business about startup about entrepreneurship and more to do with the creative industry i've got a portfolio worker today and i'm very much a portfolio worker it's a very western phenomena um portfolio worker is someone who's very creative who gets bored very easily and has had a vast career in different fields um and as a business person they have um achieved success in many projects going on to the next um so i don't know if that's a fair definition of uh, yourself zahid would you describe yourself as a portfolio worker yes uh, i think it uh, very much sums it up mm-hmm. and uh, uh, once you get an experience in the uh, management and the strategy uh yeah. development obviously then you want to switch from one place to another and go on and create new things and i think with the uh, internet revolution with the uh, past decade where the world's become you know one village and people have got so many opportunities you know there's so many temptations and that mm-hmm. whole um you know um um trend or i, I won't use the word trend but in the japanese culture people join and they die uh, you know in the same organization um mm-hmm. as they, they join as very young workers and then they leave you know that's their last job their first and last job sorry that was the right way of putting it and then with the western american culture it's um, you know you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to be attached with an organization for too long you know um you're just moving on for the better and you can have a career change um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or it's something you know that's you know just cropped up with the new age but um we start off um um talking a little about mr zahid ali shah he's an entrepreneur he's um, a very experienced um, professional as far as the developmental sector is concerned he's worked for defed one of the most reliable charitable sectors um of the british government 
he's worked for a very interesting um the, the reason why I'm very excited today to talk to him is because he ticks all the boxes of being an entrepreneur and he's worked for development in sector where you're having some conscience but at the same time you have that business thing in you as well so he's worked on this crafts project which he will talk about in detail uh, called ahan and then he's worked for sarhad rural support and you know he's worked for some uh, healthcare projects as well so i'll just hand over um um you know the uh, whatever to you um where you could describe as to um uh, you could tell the viewers a little about yourself and how you started your journey and you know all that i've just mentioned yeah thank you very much mariam uh as i as you mentioned in the brief uh, uh introduction about me also that I have now worked for over 20 years in uh, development sector and corporate sector. Uh, I started off my career with a CA firm where I was uh, manager audits and uh, uh, yeah and I spent 4 years there. That's another feather in your hat so I forgot to say that he's a qualified chartered <laughs> accountant. No no actually that was a start for me but slowly and gradually I started feeling that uh, in terms of accountancy and all you just have to follow the rules uh, the laid out procedures and all and you can't create things that's why i switched from the finance side to the management side and mm-hmm. uh, after doing ca i switched to uh, i i switched to management side and did an mba from i am sciences sure and that's how i switched uh, totally to the program side Uh, where I worked with a local government project uh, of the government of KP uh, which was uh, ma- mainly focused on health and hygiene and uh, clean uh, drinking water supply and uh, the capacity building of TMAs or the local mm-hmm. government that we had then back in uh, 2003 and uh, that, that from there on my journey in the on the management and the program side started and uh, later on i had uh, opportunity of working for a microfinance project of srsp and uh, switched to a project of bfid which was mm-hmm. again focused on health and hygiene right and, uh, i continued there for almost like 4 5 years mm-hmm. uh, that gave me an opportunity to work at the grassroots level too because uh, used to interact with the communities and uh, local government and also mm-hmm. uh, it was a learning experience and from right. there on i moved to ahan which was mm-hmm. a government company <coughs> set up uh, uh, inspired from the idea of otop japan which was uh, mm-hmm. basically uh, a one village one product initiative wherein right. we focused on the rural entrepreneurs and uh, rural enterprise development so that right. we can create uh, employment opportunities and business opportunities in the rural areas so mm-hmm. as not only to stop the migration of people from rural to urban areas but also mm-hmm. to create a rural economy and uh, i spent almost 10 years as regional head of ahan kp uh, right. though we all over pakistan and mm-hmm. uh, we had linkages with uh, microfinance institutions uh, business forums industry finance mm-hmm. and all and uh, we held exhibitions for uh, our communities abroad so that mm-hmm. was uh, quite a bit and 
though each and every step uh, that you take in development sector and the things you, or in the initiatives you take for people are rewarding in terms of uh, the self satisfaction and in terms of achievement but uh, ahan was a different experience in the way that we were able to create the returns or the financial benefits for the people and that were quite visible which usually in sector uh, but uh, it was there and then that we were able to help people and change their lives and uh, each whole model that we created it was uh, very satisfying and very rewarding because i was i was going to come to that point um, this whole misconception about developmental sector and especially in our countries where money comes from abroad Mm-hmm. you know uh, every project that comes comes with a good heart uh, the initiative is taken but um, you know the the i won't say the credibility but um, you know these projects are not consistent so it did last for a decade i'd like to tell i like to sort of hear a little more in detail as to how it mm-hmm. impacted uh, the communities the rural communities that you've just spoken about and um, do you feel that it should have uh, continued maybe uh, for more time and do you think that uh, it has had the lasting impact that maybe it should have had for a few more decades or did it just end till you guys uh, packed it up for a decade yeah yeah first coming to your first point about the general perception that we had about, about we have about the development sector uh, the people they usually suspected as some kind of an agenda of western countries to uh, brainstorm our minds and all but the thing is that one is that uh, we our government at the government level we are always short on money so we mm-hmm. need external funds for development and all sure. so thanks to the donors who are there to help us out and help the communities uh, and build their capacities and do the improve the service delivery uh and uh, on the other side are people who like uh, misuse such and don't take full advantage of it so uh, say that they are always uh, beneficial the way, the main thing is was fund mm-hmm. uh, over the years that you uh, tend to change policies and change mm-hmm. uh, plans and Mm-hmm. in goals in mind and we mm-hmm. don't follow those so if like we have a strategic goal of let's say education or health uh, which mm-hmm. we have for the next 50 years then the successive governments since mm-hmm. feel they need and mm-hmm. all need to uh, but if we keep on these and our uh, strategy mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. size of goal objectives too so then we cannot achieve the results uh, what happened in case of uh, ahan same there have mm-hmm. been uh, organizations in the last uh, 60 years 70 years of or so of pakistan's existence that have worked in the root mm-hmm. one work and this uh, that worked for uh, on 15 to 18 years and uh, similar was another organization working on uh, often uh, we kept on changing their 
objective as such that uh, first it was perceived that it was supposed to be a poverty alleviation initiative then when it does that in support for mm-hmm. if you change stance that civil organization that is supposed to earn and on its own then it has to be run as a corporate sure so, and not achieve the desired objectives like we yes. had uh, interacted or benefited with almost 33000 beneficiaries uh, we had developed beneficiaries including 9500 in kp right that's, that's a great number and uh, wh- how it benefited the communities was that in general we see that there are many government institutions and private sector institutions that do the mm-hmm. trainings and uh, but people approach them so mm-hmm. uh, like if you can institute in pishar the people mm-hmm. from all over we would come and do the course uh, this is yeah based to the incoming opportunities and all mm-hmm. uh, how are but then opportunities so we had a track of the, the beneficiaries that were that in 2007 working with us even in 2000 right and because of right how it impact uh, we had uh, role models in uh, rural areas mm-hmm. that started the enterprises uh, employing 200 to 300 females and that was very interesting nice. uh, it's great to know uh, it did a lot of impact and uh, yeah. if, uh, there are like seven or eight as chip in and uh, develop a strategy and then put their efforts in so that would uh, have a much greater impact right um so uh, basically yes i was just coming to that point that uh, it's so unfortunate that when it comes to preserving our culture um you know uh, specifically talking about handicrafts the initiative is always coming from uh, you know abroad uh, and why mm-hmm. is it that you know um, our governments in spite of the fact that the initiative that you worked on in you know collaboration uh, with the uh, mm. local government they were not mm. able to see that as a role model and continue that i mean if you look at the ratio of handicrafts and import exports for india for china much higher mm. and more mm-hmm. or less for the same products but yes we know that the packaging is weak um mm-hmm. all those factors are there but why is the ratio so low i mean that there, there's all these things <coughs> that you talked about you know um mm. with the right training involving communities these crafts have stories to tell you know these skills should not die they pass on from generations and having worked in handicraft sector and owning my own brand it's really sad mm-hmm. to see um, even though the handicrafts and agriculture sectors now um, mm-hmm. you know part of the cpec initiative mm-hmm. um, but not much is being done we don't have decent display centers um yeah. and we have a <coughs> program um most probably because i think that's an issue with like you just uh, mentioned with developing countries a uh, lack of infrastructure and planning and no consistency yeah that too is more apparent in our case you just mentioned 
uh, India, Thailand, and such countries. You know, we right. studied the yeah we studied the OTO program of Thailand, which is very mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. Even uh, government departments or sectors. Mm-hmm. Industries, uh, culture, and heritage. um the community support system and uh, the mm-hmm. microfinance in this one project so mm-hmm. like uh, the one the uh, the training or the otop uh, train the people mm-hmm. would provide a display or a sale point mm-hmm. department bring in the tourist the mm-hmm. it department would support them with the online support so like it mm-hmm. was a uh one agreed upon which all are but mm-hmm. we here is going in different looked in that uh, mm-hmm. even at the provincial uh, the uh, social uh, department that is working in a separate way and we have mm-hmm. the industries department that is working working on its own Mm-hmm. and uh vocational training institutes that are working on and the if we all um like uh, work on the same lines yeah uh, take the parts uh, within the that value chain and chip in mm-hmm. then obviously So Zahid, um, you know, um, it's it's wonderful hearing, um, you know, your uh, uh, insight uh, on this issue of social entrepreneurship and working with rural communities. Uh, I do really appreciate that. Um, but we'll move forward to more about entrepreneurship and and and, and you know, uh, business rate. So it is an interesting question to ask you. Um, what's the difference between an industrialist? businessman and an entrepreneur and there's so many other categories uh, you know now they have solo entrepreneur what what category would you put yourself in i think i'll put myself in the entrepreneur category the main reason is that uh, mm-hmm. um like uh, you can say that uh, the this uh, the current generation that we have and the current time we are mm-hmm. is focused on entrepreneurship where you mm-hmm. uh, if you need if you have a new idea you can start with the capital mm-hmm. and you can create something amazing mm-hmm. that uh, everybody is willing to then chip in and you can create something big yeah. so if uh, so it's the short uh, distinction between all a businessman and an entrepreneur and well more or less people know what an industrialist is so the main difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur well uh, i would categorize it in such a way that if you have uh, got uh, loads of capital and you are uh, working on a sector that already is in place and you know the uh, the benefits or the profits accruing of out of that and you just want to be another player in that sector then you are a businessman and uh, if you have got something totally new uh, totally creative that is coming like an, an out of the box thingy and uh, you are able to create something new that is uh not only hello hello mm. 
हेलो हेलो कैन यू हेयर मी या कैन हेयर यू सो व्हाट वी विल डू इज जाहिद देयर इज अपेरेंटली अ प्रॉब्लम विद द विद वन ऑफ आवर नेटवर्क्स सो वी विल मेक दिस अ लिटिल क्विक so that we make sure that we ask you all the questions that are needed mm-hmm. for especially young entrepreneurs and people wanting to uh, hear your inspirational story mm-hmm. um so yes you 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 just spoke about uh, difference between a business and an entrepreneur the reason why i asked you was this that you see even within business their categories and if someone feels that a freelancer they can work well on their own it's also part of being an entrepreneur or you know mm-hmm. self they need that because you know maybe that's their style and you know some people are introverts some are extroverts do you understand where i'm coming from um <laughs> some aren't like ourselves who get bored like you just said you start popular and that's working in finance and uh, you you know your your creativity can couldn't just help not moving on to different projects so you went on <laughs> to business there's no harm in being a portfolio whatever suits you because by the end of the day yeah. we different personalities mm-hmm. and there there is a bit of confusion uh, and there was mm-hmm. maybe years back uh, for everyone saying oh the only category of business was to own a factory or being an industrialist or being a businessman mm-hmm. yeah. there's something about entrepreneurship and what, what what is your idea of the startup revolution that's taken place and um another question that's attached to this is that in our times you know gosh i feel old but in our times um you know things were a little limited um we knew you know we had a few options and we mm-hmm. knew we could work around that that in itself brings peace but with the information overload with so many choices it can be a recipe for disaster you know um how do you sort of manage all this all that information and all the temptations and all that's there there and the peer pressure from society and everywhere to you know especially the young people they 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 they're very uh, impatient you know they want to make quick yeah. money um mm-hmm. so listen but you know i hope that i've asked you a lot of questions but in a way they're all connected um yeah. as to think of the startup revolution and uh, all this information overload which was not there in our times yeah. um yeah so yeah startup revolution i think is amazing uh, the way things are coming up the way the information is flowing i mean uh, i would say te- even 10 years ago one couldn't uh, think of hearing stories of, about what's happening in us or what's happening in europe what is being created and all but now like uh, there they create something and then within a few hours we come to know about what's happening and how mm-hmm. to maybe uh that here or customize it according to our own needs and apply the same here so mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's like uh, what you call the speed of light the things mm-hmm. that are really happening and mm-hmm. uh, uh, as far as the your question that how to cope with that i think that uh, the youngsters especially need to hear this they need to absorb everything from the outside and learn everything from others but mm. actually go about the things that are their strength mm. uh, i see many people around nowadays also mentioned that if there's an in that uh, clicks and 
thousands mm. of people start copying that and uh, yeah, that's a problem and then uh, have to fail and that's very mm. discouraging and uh, it's sad to see a youngster getting discouraged after mm. creating something uh, mm. which i would uh, not only blame the information flow or the individual uh, himself or herself but also mm-hmm. we have i mean you can mm-hmm. see that uh, in our country especially most of the uh, startups they are focused on uh, uh, their business startups not social enterprise mm-hmm. startups and yeah. that is i think where we need to focus on because mm-hmm. uh, the poverty divide that we the number of uh, people who don't have the opportunity we need to focus more on the social enterprise but then mm-hmm. we need to have a support system from the government from the private sector to support that and encourage mm-hmm. that because until unless mm-hmm. that is there uh, all the youngsters they just want to mm-hmm. earn quick bucks and they want to go for business startups and obviously everyone would do that because mm-hmm. if you don't have a backup or a support system i agree with you as far as uh, I'd agree with you as far as the the government support, but then how do they do that? And um, you know, it's very interesting, and 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 you know better than me. Uh, as men have more exposure mm-hmm. in Pakistan, and you know, uh, they're more practical because they get exposed to a lot from an early age as compared yeah. to the women. Um, don't you think every person in Pakistan is an entrepreneur? I mean, if you see these hawkers, if you see these people selling, begging, they have these ways of attracting yeah. customers, and they know that the government can't give them anything. So you know, they—if you just go to the bazaars, it's so mm-hmm. interesting. You know, everyone's selling something, but I think all that's needed is a bit of support yeah. from the government to yeah. streamline things. Uh, entrepreneurship runs in, uh, you know. Pakistani's blood so very, that's what James Khan one of the you know very successful entrepreneurs in the UK pointed out that it's so amazing i tell people in the UK come to Pakistan and see you know every second person you know little kids are born entrepreneurs and yeah. it's so sad that very few of reach that level yes obviously and the see this is uh, i think that's like the way we said that it's uh, on the rise the startup scene and all and it's encouraging but maybe 10 or 15 is down the line it can become a very discouraging source if there are mm. uh, 90% or more failures in that and uh, that is a worry that we all need to focus on and the only way to cope with that is that uh, while we all love to do individual things and uh, earn an individual name and uh, create an individual thing but uh, ultimately if we are able yeah. to build forums <laughs> can uh, mm-hmm. or platforms that can uh, mm-hmm. uh, that that can in, help uh, government to not only uh, have their focus on uh, the entrepreneurship thingy and the startup thingy but also to get support from them mm-hmm. uh, until we are able to create yeah. that i don't think so that we will be able to uh-huh. uh, wake the government or the even the private sector uh, to not only support yeah. us but to actively engage with the startups because uh, uh, that is not only for the benefit of the startups itself but also for the government and the private sector and the country as a whole too because uh, that's going to uh, multiply or kickstart our economy overall Uh, if you are able to support the small businesses yeah. and ideas and new yeah. startups
yeah coming back to your question um, you know uh, wonderfully said by you that uh, we need to encourage sort of social entrepreneurship which is not there in terms of when you you look at the legality of registering your business it's either in the ngo sector or the charity and there's no such thing as social entrepreneurship where they need that support with lesser tax rates and things like that you know there are organizations like the sila there are organizations like karaman akhuat <laughs> uh microfinance schemes you know they give little loans of 20000 rupees 30 mm-hmm. and um gentleman mr amjad whom i had the privilege of meeting in bahawalpur in one of mm-hmm. the rural projects um so popular with the super yeah. microfinance non interest that he's I, i don't know how he does it mm-hmm. actually but a wonderful guy he's uh, his models now you know the the people in harvard university mm-hmm. are sort of presenting it as a role and mr imran khan was so impressed by him mm-hmm. that he called but why um, but then again i suppose uh, mr imran khan also um, i won't have the details but i think with the kamyab jawan there was also a rural support program mm-hmm. if i'm not wrong so they're getting there mm-hmm. slowly but i think that's the answer uh, to sort of help them a little you know there's very little that they yeah. need to get going and get their uh, uh, business and life uh, going ahead so but it's it's at such a snail yeah. space um what the reasons for that is obviously everything in pakistan yes. is lack of planning and all yes that. and plus we are like uh, still focused on very traditional avenues of supporting like microfinance mm-hmm. is a very good support and uh, very uh, you can say the basic one that can help for the very yeah. poor and you know cannot rural like, areas uh, yeah, yeah. uh first benefit a whole lot of people because uh, we have already seen in case of the banks and the microfinance institutions that they don't have the outreach uh, especially in the rural areas mm-hmm. and uh, there is this uh, fear mm-hmm. factor of uh, approaching the microfinance and the financial institutions too uh, within the communities uh, yeah. because yeah. and all these things so we need very yeah. innovative solutions uh, and uh, focus on this mm-hmm. social enterprise thing that if we are able to uh, do such initiatives supported by the government then we can uh, create a real change and that is how it's supposed to be right um <clears throat> just a, a, a quick last few questions um our second last question would be that um you know um talking about yourself obviously um um how do you manage time um you have worked in so many different fields and you run your own consultancy mm-hmm. um you work out of other businesses and um, had success in in and you know you've, you've worked in mining and telecoms and all um and, and this other interesting question a one about time management and the other first time is of a sense um you know uh, i think an entrepreneur um Uh, is a modern day phenomenon i would say because uh, more of a western concept of having it all you know uh, i would call it greed but saying and especially for someone with with your psyche to say look i'm interested in so many things i'm inquisitive about so many projects mm-hmm. not just one um, that becomes a default as well as a positive thing because then you're not able to focus but then at the same time you're interested i i do suffer from that and we have discussed that you have pointed that out so many times So how do you sort of keep that balance and focus when you're when you're you know you, you've got just a, such a creative mind and you're dealing with so many projects all at the same time obviously someone like you is more mm-hmm. established now so you'll have more support in terms of 
you know contacts and employees mm. uh but you know i'm sure there are a whole lot of talented people who can't focus and who are interested in too many things all at the same time and they haven't reached that level they're not established yeah. enough to have that infrastructure or economic mm-hmm. resources uh to keep mm-hmm. that balance and to keep going and then you're like jack of all mm-hmm. master of none and you end up mm-hmm. doing nothing so yeah this is an interesting point no, like actually it's uh, then up to an individual how good he is at managing time how good he is at uh, creating a value within the allocated time do you sleep well or are you do you just sleep for 3 hours or do you just you're working around the clock how does it work are you or you do really no obviously it? you have to work around the clock there are no fixed working hours but uh, obviously yeah. you have to have uh, time division for your uh, rest and uh, for excursion and for uh, uh, networking and for uh, office things and all uh, but ultimately what i would suggest is obviously being a youngster uh, one should always have uh, i mean one can focus on a lot of sectors but one should work uh, mainly on two or three things which you can really establish and which give you a name and which give you a strength uh, to perform uh, in other sectors too so same manner now do i am uh, working in various sectors but initially i was also focused on two or three sectors and once i was able to establish uh, those then i moved to others and uh, the main uh, the reason for that is that once you are able to like uh, strategize things and uh, lay down the things and you know how to uh, do the networking how to achieve success how to achieve uh, manage finances how to uh utilize linkages how to utilize funds and all then you are able to manage more than two or three things at the same time but uh, obviously i mean you have to be a very good manager to manage that otherwise as you said uh, rightly mentioned that uh, you'll be jack of all trades and master of none that is going to be counterproductive for you Mm-hmm. Um just a last question of what's that I know there's no you know there're no hard and fast rules but that recipe for success your advice to young entrepreneurs um and especially women you know because it's so hard for us um especially in the environment or the province we're living and and the country we're living where um, uh you know their transport issues and their basic mm-hmm. issues and their cultural issues and um we we'll, we'll come to the women bit but i think if you you talk, like to talk a little about your advice for youngsters um as a successful male entrepreneur and what's that recipe yeah, i think the first and foremost thing is uh, if you really think you're an entrepreneur then you should have it in your mind that you are about to create something new and uh, when you mm-hmm. when you're willing to do that and it's going to be a hard task uh tough journey i would say and ultimately you will achieve success but it would be a very tough journey so you have to be very strong but before that uh, the main thing is that you should be focused on creating what you had planned for you shouldn't focus on the return or the benefit side of it uh, because uh, mm-hmm. e- even if you have like a very bright idea uh would have at least a journey of one or two years that's the bare minimum 
that you will be able to create something so in that tough phase you have to be very mentally strong and you have to be able you have to manage that and uh, so it's not for the faint hearted huh? it's it's for people who love taking this uh, not at all if you if you are faint hearted then you can take it as a hobby then you can have a social platform <laughs> where you can just uh, have fun and uh, do a little bit of promotions and all and get a good feedback that's it but if you want to create something in terms of a business that's a success then you need to have a very strong uh, personality to face all these issues and uh, as i said that and i think uh, uh, that that that's that's where uh, the concept of mentorship which i heard a lot about when i was and when mm-hmm. i lived in the uk and um, i think that is so important and and organizations like national incubation center i mean if you're lucky enough that your business gets incubated there i mean when i look back at my life as a young woman trying to make it you know and and just in your career and trying to prove yourself and you know so many things that go against you then as an immigrant as a woman uh living a small town um you know um i wish i had a mentor i wish someone had guided me you know not that young people listen but i think uh, mentorship whether it's in the form of your father yeah. your mother i know they're not really open to the idea of entrepreneurship they're open to the idea of following the same successful route of becoming a doctor an engineer you know, safe um professions that your friends are very happy to have that oh you know you're a grade 18 19 20 officer you're a doctor you work somewhere even though you're miserable there you know you're yeah. earning peanuts and you're working 100 times more in a business yeah. uh, but people so you know that emotional support is also needed there because yeah. you're falling you're, you're it's it, you're dealing with yeah. a lot of failure which yes. is your strength yes. you know to get up so uh, the concept of mentorship um Uh, I hope that uh, I mean the government has only one center by the name of Durshal and I hope yeah. that they have more but as, uh, as I know that you mentioned that mentorship means not only the technical support but also also the psychological and uh that they're able to provide you hold your hand and that you have a successful journey that's how mm-hmm. a mentorship should be and i think that's also where we lack yeah. uh, we need to have and uh, which can and it doesn't cost nothing you know professions can take out time like yourself even a doctor engineer anyone from any other profession to say give a few yeah. hours voluntary work you know government yes. schemes um you know and that that would make a huge yeah. difference you know uh for someone to listen to you and and, and not judge you and support your emotion you you want to have a game if your brain is ready and your emotion um i'll come to a very interesting question this this is the very last question and i know as a as a male as a pakistani male i know that um men become a little hesitant uh, also because they're scared because you know there's also this negativity against them for not understanding where women are coming from and their worries but pakistan is one of the few nations which has um, more than half the population yeah. is that of women now it only takes mm-hmm. to realize that if a car has two tires mm-hmm. punctured you know for how long can it yeah. dragging itself um i know it might be a cultural thing because i know that our religion has one of the biggest most practical modern examples in the the shape of uh, 
uh, holy prophet's mm-hmm. first wife who was a businesswoman who was a very mm-hmm. successful woman uh where have things gone wrong in the muslim world in pakistan out here where do you see the future what do you think of women entrepreneurship should they be even in business i mean just be very honest with me i don't know what your opinions are but uh, where where do you feel um you know because um we mix religion and culture and i know we have norms it doesn't mean that you know a woman has to take mm-hmm. care of the house as a as good um well groomed children are the future of our society and and entrepreneurship really suits women because yeah. they can work yeah. from home you know e-commerce is yes. these days where have things gone wrong and uh, i think it's more cultural a lot of lot of you know uh, problems are created for women just to you know become independent lots of and it doesn't really just fall on rural men you know it's just i'm sorry to say i don't know if i'm if i'm judging uh, yeah i have to be very careful but it's just the psyche of the males in our country to think or there's some kind of insecurity that the woman might become independent or she shouldn't be so independent or is it the peer pressure the culture where, where are things gone wrong? i would you just uh, the way Uh, the thing is uh, men and women uh, the women yeah. to grow as entrepreneurs in our society and uh, it's more of a as you mentioned the cultural thing not uh, religion mm-hmm. uh, the other way uh, worked for own and i've seen uh, women entrepreneurs and i feel elated to see them Uh, growing and providing job opportunities to other and doing well and all uh in most mm-hmm. of the cases uh, you would have also witnessed it and things have changed and they're very positive stories so we we needn't be negative but you know overall um yes overall Over, that's what i think overall that's yeah. the way that like uh they have the potential to become entrepreneurs they are as good or mm-hmm. even better than men anything thing yeah very good entrepreneurs i don't have any doubt about that and uh, the, mm-hmm. uh that they uh, need obviously see when you are uh, uh, something new is being created you support mm-hmm. and i would say that uh, the support from the society has to be there even like we have seen many successful women entrepreneurs and you will find the fact uh support them will to tell them on me uh, you you have and uh, they do become successful mm-hmm. and all they have all the potential yeah. so i think we all need to chip in in this uh, way the uh, women uh, based platforms they need to encourage the females and put out uh, i think that can stop them okay. um thank you so much zaid alisha for taking out time from your busy schedule at this time of the hour. um so um ladies and gentlemen um this interview will be recorded and advertised in around 100 countries and you can hear us on 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 google and on anchor and on spotify um and i'd like to end the the interview uh you know uh, as our uh, guest said 
that uh, young entrepreneurs uh, have the opportunity um, they should avail of those opportunities but they should be a little patient um, they should be a little focused um, the sky's the limit uh, hopefully uh, they will do well with, 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 with managing their time well um, and um, as he said i know it's not easy uh, especially when you're young to know exactly as to where you're heading and what you want uh, but with the passage of time you'll know it's all right just take it easy take one step a step at a time um, and uh, just take it as an experience um, so uh, wish you all a very good night and thank you thank once you. again zahid uh, for giving us the time um, wish you the very best of luck thank with you your very much uh, okay. thank you